אתם עם SBS בעברית. לעוד סיפורים מעניינים, כנסו ל-sbs.com.au. My guest today is Kylie Moore Gilbert. Kylie is a scholar of Middle Eastern and Islamic studies. She speaks several Middle Eastern languages, including Hebrew and Farsi. Kylie was falsely charged with espionage and imprisoned in Iran from September 2018 to November 2020 before being released in a prisoner exchange deal negotiated by the Australian government with the Israeli government and the Thai government. Shalom Kylie and welcome to Shalom Australia on SBS. Shalom, thank you so much for having me. Kylie, so many days, 804 days, you spend uh, wrongfully in an Iranian jail. You came out of it and you had the strength even to write a book. Can you please tell us what actually happened to you? So I was invited to go to Iran by an Iranian university to take part in a university seminar in 2018. And, you know, I'm a scholar of Middle Eastern politics and history, I was writing at the time about the Bahraini Shia community in the Persian Gulf. So I thought, you know, it would be interesting to go to Iran and learn more about the Shia Islam over there. And I thought it would be relevant to my studies on Bahrain. So I jumped through all the, the hoops and ticked all the boxes of, of getting my trip approved by my university. And I got the visa issued by the Iranian embassy in Canberra and uh, flew to Iran for two and a half weeks to take part in this seminar and To, yeah, just do some research on the side a little bit too for that same project and a little bit of sightseeing as well. And unfortunately for me, when I was departing the country at the airport in Tehran, following the conclusion of my trip, I was arrested by the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and eventually thrown in prison, accused of being a spy. Ultimately, I was convicted and given a 10-year sentence for espionage for Israel or the tyrannical Zionist regime, which is what the Iranians actually called Israel in the court documents. And uh, I spent more than two years in prison before being released in a prisoner swap deal arranged by the Australian government. Kylie, why do you think the Iranian pick on you? I think I got really unlucky. There are a couple of reasons, really. The first was that an individual that I interviewed for my research in Qom, which is um, a city south of Tehran, where I was having the university seminar, this individual unfortunately had links to the Revolutionary Guard Corps and he didn't seem at the time as though he would at all. I mean, he seemed like a pretty moderate guy. But unfortunately, he sold me out to them. It's because of his actions that I was flagged on their radar at all as a suspicious person. Once they started to look into me, they found out that my husband or my ex-husband had an Israeli passport and... that I'd visited Israel, you know, as a tourist a few times, essentially made me look even more suspicious in their eyes. And both of those two factors led to my arrest. That is horrendous. What was your first or initial reaction when you were arrested? Gosh, I, I think I was just in shock. I didn't really understand what was going on. Because I didn't speak Farsi at the time and their English was pretty terrible, I didn't really understand why I was being arrested, where they were taking me, who these people even were, because they weren't wearing a uniform, they didn't show me any badge or any 
license or anything to, to show me that they're police, nothing. So I didn't know they were the Revolutionary Guards. I didn't know they were going to take me to prison. I didn't even know why they were arresting me at all. So I was just sort of in shock and obviously I was terrified, but also just really confused because, yeah, I, it took some time for me to figure out what actually was, was even happening to me. And what were the conditions in the jail? They were pretty basic. The first place I was was a solitary confinement cell. It was about two and a half by two and a half metres. There was no window, just a harsh fluorescent light on 24 hours a day, no furniture, just a couple of military blankets. I had to sleep on the floor with those blankets, no pillow, no sheets, no mattress, nothing. Yeah, it was it was pretty horrendous, really. It's designed this, this solitary confinement cell to make you break down, to psychologically torture you so that for the interrogations you'll give up all the information you know and possibly even sign a false confession, which luckily I never did, but deliberate dehumanisation and abuse for purposes of interrogation. And I was in a variety of different cells after that and I was in another prison too for three months, a public prison living among criminals. But, um, you know, in all of those places the, the conditions were very basic and, and you know often even abusive. What do you think gave you the strength to survive the Iranian jail? Oh gosh, I've asked myself that a few times too. I, there's no simple answer. I mean, I, I wasn't always strong. I should say that from the outset. It's not that I was continually strong and resilient. There were moments when I thought they had broken me and there were moments when I just gave up and then gave in to despair. But somehow I always clawed my way out of that after some time and did fight back and resist and managed to overall stay hopeful. And, you know, hope is a really, really important ingredient to holding on, staving off despair, really. I focused on the little things. I focused on making friends and, and forming networks of solidarity and friendship with some of the other prisoners there and, and they really got me through in a number of ways and indeed I dedicated the book to two of my close friends in prison, Nilofar and Sepide, who unfortunately are still in Evan prison to this day and you know the friendship and solidarity of some of my fellow inmates really helped me keep going. I think it was also the knowledge that I was innocent, that I, it was completely unwarranted and unjust that I was in that prison and the anger and the rage I felt that being thrown in prison as an innocent woman also kept me going in a way too. So what do you think was the turning point for negotiation for your release? Well, there were many twists and turns in these negotiations and I'll go into some of it in the book, but there's a lot that I also don't know about what was happening behind the scenes in DFAT and with the Australian government. One turning point was, of course, when my predicament became public and that was maybe 12 months or so after my arrest the media started reporting that I was in an Iranian prison. And I do think that that had a big impact because it forced the government to prioritise my release. We have thousands of Australians arrested abroad at any one time for a variety of different reasons. And getting the government at a high level to decide that your case is a priority often takes a campaign or, or takes a public outcry, in my view. And I'm very grateful to... SBS and, and to all the media outlets in Australia and overseas for publicising my plight. It was still secret. There's a possibility I might still be there to this day. So do you think it is dangerous to travel to Iran as a tourist because um, they can hold you there for prisoner exchange even if you're not guilty? Yes, 
I think this is a danger. I unfortunately wasn't aware that Iran was undertaking hostage diplomacy, as it's often called, or, you know, state hostage taking that people who are who it knows to be innocent are arrested as bargaining chips in a geopolitical game in order to extract concessions from Western governments. This is a practice that Iran's been doing since 1979, since the US embassy crisis. Unfortunately, it's growing. In the last few months, we saw one Swedish tourist and two French tourists being arbitrarily arrested in Iran because of problems that Iran has with the European Union and with Sweden over a war crimes trial that's happening of, a, of an Iranian official in Sweden. This is just abhorrent behaviour and completely unacceptable. And I think Australia and the international community needs to do more to stamp out this horrific practice. And certainly to anybody who's thinking of visiting Iran as a tourist, I would tell them to think again because you're not safe and it is really, really hard for your government to do much to help you when a, a belligerent and hostile country like Iran takes you captive. We're talking to Kylie Moore Gilbert, a scholar of Middle Eastern and Islamic studies. Kylie was falsely charged with espionage and imprisoned in Iran for over two years before being released in a prisoner exchange deal negotiated by the Australian government. And you're listening to SBS Shalom Australia with Nitsa Lowenstein. Kylie, what are you doing these days after your release? Did you think your life completely changed now? Nitsa, that's a really good question. It's, it has completely changed in many ways. In, in some ways, it's exactly the same, and it's quite discombobulating to come back and realize, in one sense, my life's been turned upside down. I've, I've lost my marriage. I've lost my career. My relationship with friends and family has changed. But then, in, in another sense, I'm back in the same house I was living in. I'm eating the same food doing the same sorts of things, it's almost like it never happened or, or like I dreamt the whole thing too. <laughs> it is quite weird to sort of get, wrap my head around at times. It has changed a lot, certainly professionally. I, I've left um, my academic role. I'm no longer doing teaching or research. And I'll never say never in terms of a career in academia, but for the moment I'm, I'm not doing that. I spent the past year writing my memoir, The Uncaged Sky, about what happened to me in Iran and been promoting that quite a bit lately. Well, Kylie, I must say that your, your book gives us a glimpse, I think maybe a glimpse, into what is happening in the Iranian jail. But after all this ordeal, what do you think about the Iranian people? I actually, when you, know, when, when you read the book, I hope it comes across that I have no problem with the Iranian people at all. I love the Iranian people. Iranians are so warm and friendly and hospitable and welcoming They have hearts of gold and to this day I really don't understand how such a wonderful people, such an open-minded and moderate people, broadly speaking, can have such a horrendous regime in charge of their country. I point out that the majority of Iranian people don't want this regime, they don't support this regime and they actually want democracy. I really, really hope they get the democracy they deserve in the future. Kylie, do you resent your connection with Israel and with Judaism after all that? That is a really good question. Oh, I don't resent my connection with Judaism at all. In fact, I think, as many prisoners will tell you, when you're in prison or when you're going through you know, a life crisis, you often turn to religion as a source of strength and comfort. I prayed more in prison than I think I've ever prayed in my life. Judaism was a source of, of comfort to me in prison. I 
felt more connected to Judaism given what I was going through. I'm very thankful to Israel also for the role that I hear that it played in enabling my release in that prisoner exchange for those three terrorists in Thailand who, after all, had targeted the Israeli ambassador in a bomb plot. I'm very grateful to the Israelis for graciously accepting their release in exchange for me and not throwing a spanner in the works or, or making it difficult for the Australians to negotiate with the Thais over that. Obviously, my ex-husband is, is Israeli and it's painful for me in a way because of that. But I have no bad feelings towards Israel or Israelis. Indeed, I really hope to visit Israel in the future again, improve my Hebrew and, and reconnect with Israel. And I guess serve as the link between my memories of Israel and my ex-husband and, and forge a relationship with Israel for myself as an independent person. Kylie Moore Gilbert, thank you so much. עקבו אחרינו והפיצו אותנו דרך דף הפייסבוק שלנו.